are the Mystery History Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Jordan. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, fabulous. <laughs> Allie's about to kill somebody. Living the dream. <laughs> Couldn't be better, quite uh, honestly. I think that's not true. I'm just an angry person. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So all those things were lies you it's just said? funky. Yeah. It's just there's a funky aura over Mystery History Podcast lately. Why? Because I'm in it, and it's all over me. <laughs> you got the funk. The funk. But huh. it'll be okay. You know why it'll be okay? Why? Because we have 5.2 thousand downloads. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Pretty amazing. So nothing in life can be that bad, you well, know? Yeah, it's very cool to see. It seems to be going, it's like a snowball. Yeah. Like it's hard to get to like a thousand. Yeah. And then once you get to like a thousand, it's like you hit two thousand. Now it's we're at five thousand already. It's like. Yeah, because it hasn't been that long really in between. No. The thousands. Yeah, well, that's what we, there's been, yeah, that's just, yeah, happening very fast. We just, we just hit 4,000. I know. And now we're, before the next episode, we're at 5,000. So it's like a thousand an episode almost, it I feels know. like. Pretty wild. That is wild. Wow. It's wild. Wild as hell. Wild. Wild. <laughs> well, before we take you on our wild ride wild. this evening, we got a couple more things to talk about business-wise. Y'all. Talk about our merch. Yeah, so we got some new, um, we got a ladyship shirt, which Allie would not stop bugging me about. So yes. that's, that's on the store now. Buy it. Prove him wrong. It's <laughs> so good. From the Elizabeth Bathory episode. Yes. A little reference there. Uh, we got a re- retro logo shirt, which has a little logo on the front, like where a pocket would be, and then it has a big logo on the back. And it's like, it's that's in white and black, and then the letters are blue tie-dye, which is pretty cool That's looking. very cool. Yeah. I like the way that looks. Yeah, it looks like it's like a 60s TV show. like Yeah, like Jimi Hendrix style. Yeah, it does look like that. Hence, came out after our Jimi Hendrix episode. Yeah, true. That George did by himself because yeah. he's a trooper. True. Yeah. Yeah. Over. They're probably not the best episodes, but they're episodes. You hey, know? hey, they count. They're out there. <laughs> they helped us get to that 5.2 thousand very, downloads. Very true, very so. true. Um, and then the last one is a new, it's like a band logo. I don't know how to, what band would that be like? It's like a 80s, 90s, like punk metalish like band. Nirvana, only the, not Kind of like all. Megadeth letters. Yeah, okay. Yeah, like Megadeth. Okay. You don't think so? Uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah, Iron Maiden, like, like that kind of genre. You'll, you'll, whenever you see it, you'll be like, oh, that makes sense. Run to the hills. <laughs> but we have that so in a um, t-shirt, and we also have that in stickers because the stickers look pretty cool. And the ladyship shirt, you know me, summer, sun's out, guns out. Mm, yeah, there's a tank top in that tank as well. Tank top. Yeah. That's where it's at, tank tops. Yeah. Let us know if you guys want these in like hoodies or I can make anything you want. Yeah, or if you, stickers. if you say, like, say Jordan and I say something hilarious like we do, and you're like, huh. That'd be a great t-shirt. I would wear that around town. Mm-hmm. You just hit us up. Yeah. You Let hit us, us know. up anywhere. And then Instagram. Guess what? Within 24 hours, it'll be live on the store. That's because we're here for you people. True. For you. I'll design that real quick. I'm bow. Yep. Available At for your purchase. <laughs> Whatever you want. Mm-hmm. We're here for you. And that's all at mysteryhistorypodcast.com, as yep. well as all of our episodes. So. Yeah. Patreon, all that good stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, so we got an email, which you know how much I love those. You do. From Mike. Um, he is also from Dayton, 
like we are, and was just saying how he appreciates the podcast, and he was telling me how he actually has a podcast on the literature of Alcoholics Anonymous, and it's called The Message of AA. So I thought that was really cool because, you know, we, even though we're different genres, that message of AA could really help somebody. So if you or someone you know is struggling with that, head over to Mike's podcast and get some information. Yeah, and it's like a... I think that's a good idea for... I didn't even thought about that as a podcast, but it's like some people are kind of ashamed to go to an AA meeting. Yeah, like so it's sit like, there with everybody. Yeah, so now yeah. you can get the information with just sitting in your, at home. Like, yeah, and some people go to like multiple meetings a day, so that would help mm-hmm. like with having to keep that constant in your mind while not having, you know, whenever you might not be able to be somewhere. Right. Or so. whenever, if you want like a drink or something, you can just start playing that episode yeah. whenever you want. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's a really good idea. So we appreciate Mike and him emailing us. So if you would like to email us, just say, Hey, or what's up. Um, email us at mysteryhistorypod at gmail.com. I love, love, love reading those. Yeah. So. Or just a direct message on Instagram. Yeah, you could do that. Where either way works. It I feel more official. That email. Like a yeah. Business. No, I'm just kidding. I like it all. Um, but I want to, oh. like, if you're in Dayton, let us know. Yeah. Maybe you'll see us around town. Yeah. And that's what I would like to do, like, um, just if there's, like, a small business in Dayton or anything, you can just, like, shout them out. Yeah. I think that'd be interesting yeah, to like, get, like, involved in the community more. Yeah, I agree. Like, I... Don't know if they would agree with my shenanigans, but I went and bought a lot of stuff at Heart Merchantile mm. in the Oregon District yeah. uh, last week. Um, and I got a really cool coloring book with curse words in it. And <laughs> I think maybe tonight that'll be a good outlet for me. Yeah, yeah. Either that or Call of Duty. I just sometimes have to kill some people, yeah. like shoot them. Or just only on video yeah. games. Good save there. Yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So if you are interested in playing me on Call of Duty, hit me up on Xbox One. Well, Great. Is it one? Yes. Yeah. Xbox 360. Yeah, no. The only one on the server. No, one. <laughs> and it's uh, Ali Fantastical is my name on there. Yeah, and go check out Heart Merchantile. Heart Merchantile. You can color in some fucks. Yeah. It's nice. It, they have really cool ones like Eat a Bag of Dicks. Yeah, there's some good it's stuff. It's got like there. hot dogs and stuff like they can color. <laughs> yeah, that's a good store. They got some cool shirts they and do. stuff. Yeah. They do. So, yeah. Sorry, Heart Merchantile, if you don't enjoy this podcast, <laughs> but you're welcome. Yeah. So. <laughs> okay, so the next pl- per- people that we want to talk about is ForensicMiles.com. They have a new shirt. Uh-oh. Hold on. I got to get it because it's really cute, and I like it a lot. A lot, a lot. I like it a lot. It is. They have a lot of cool things over there. Yeah. Um, hold on. You can okay. do it. It says, uh, spooky bitch. <laughs> That's pretty funny. And it is awesome. Do they have that in men's? Probably. That'd be hilarious if you're a guy walking off the spooky bitch. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> but no, that, I uh, love that. I saw that post today and I'm going to be getting one of those. So if you'd like to get one of those or any of their other merchandise, they have like a lot of killer merch. Mm-hmm. That says killer on it. Right. Not like it's killer merch, even though it is also. Um, Play on words. Yeah. You can use our code, Mystery History Podcast, for 20% off your merch order. And again, that is ForensicMiles.com. Miles is M-Y-L-E-S. Go get it, you spooky bitch. Spooky bitches. <laughs> 
It's Halloween time. Yeah, almost. No. <laughs> August, but okay. Nope. It's com- they're coming out oh, on my shit, and it's not going to go away until mm, January 1st. I like that. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the season. I like to shop now for stuff because it's like my regular home decor. Yeah, I got I have yellow or not yellow. I have orange lights up behind my TV uh-huh. that I put up on Halloween. They're Dodgers. They're, they're there now. They're nice. They are nice. Whenever you watch so. a scary movie, there's nothing like having some orange lights up. Yeah, it's, it's like your feng shui. Yeah, something like that. You gotta get your feng shui. Okay, let's get through these next few things, and then we'll be ready to talk about the stuff that we're gonna talk about. Okay, <laughs> which you don't know, but you already read the title <laughs> of this episode. But we're still gonna keep you guessing. Yes. Um. Okay, go to Dead Academy Podcast. Mm-hmm. We plug those ladies every time. Mm-hmm. They talk about murder and mayhem and death and fucks and... A lot of fucks. Lots of them. <laughs> but we love them to pieces. Yeah. So go check them out, Dead Academy Podcast. I want to plug something for myself, and then Jordy wants to plug something for himself. Yeah, we're going to be we're, selfish. We're, we're going to be selfish as shit. Yep. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of ladies out there in this world. <laughs> Most of them listen to this podcast because we are like, like 85% women. Yeah. women. Yep. So if any of you women out there are plus size women that like to buy stuff for cheap, check me out on Poshmark. If you want to wear something that I've worn. Famous. Famous. I'll even sign up for you free of charge. <laughs> Just kidding. It'd ruin it. It would ruin That'd it. so funny. Oh, it'd be terrible. I could sign a piece of paper and stick it in there. Nah. Nah. Go for it. Nah. Sign up right in front of the shirt. Anyway, I've been selling on there since 2017. Most of the items I have are plus size. Some of them are not. Um, So if anybody's interested in checking out my closet, because that's what it's called, just go to Poshmark and and search Alley Fantastical. Alley Fantastical is my handle on, like, everything. everything. So it's A-L-L-I Fantastical. Hmm. Like you you do. Spell that. F-A-N. T A S T I C A L. Maybe I don't know. Fantastical. Testicle. Testicle. Fantastical. And if you use my code, you get ten dollars off, and I get ten dollars off something. I buy stuff from there all the time Ooh, and sell. Freaking deal! If I've heard one. That's what I said. Okay. So I have something. Yeah. I if you guys follow the Instagram page for us, we or I do all the um, like the graphics and all that. Oh, I got something to say. Go ahead. So, yeah, he does all the graphics. (laughs) The thing that was posted today about how we're going to be a late episode, that wasn't him. That was me. I'm going to delete that So if you ever see anything that's like, oh, that's not their normal stuff, it's because it's me. (laughs) Because I'm terrible. But, yeah. So I do that just as a hobby. I do graphic design and um, photography. So I have a separate Instagram for that. It's just Jordan Allen Walters. But then I also have uh, prints available. Uh, it's jordanallenwalters.darkroom.tech Yeah. Is the name of the site. He's got some pretty good stuff. Yeah, and it's pretty. Uh, the site's really cool. You can like get it printed on canvas. You can get framed. You can get huge posters. You can get little postcards. Mm-hmm. Anything Everything. you want. You can get printed on metal, which is pretty badass. Metal? Yeah. Shut up. Pretty cool. Hmm. So just go check some and of that stuff. And could sign up for you. I could. But you don't want that. Nah. Nobody wants that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, go check that out if you're bored. Yeah. I was thinking, too, on our store, we need to do... How, would anybody enjoy a Mothman? You know, the eyes that you did? Mm, that'd be cool. You need to do that in a shirt. Yeah. Tank top where the boobies are. I can make it, like, say Mothman and then have the eyes, like, inset in the letters. Yeah. 
So it's like... Let's see it. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll, I'll mock it up. Okay. What else you got to say? Anything? I don't think so. I think that's it okay. for me. Well, I got to tell you, I was really angry like all day long. And now that we're doing this, I'm feeling a little better. You're this welcome. Is, this might be, you know, everybody has that thing that like makes them feel better. This might be one of those things. Or it might just be me. Mm, I don't know. I got that effect on people. Sometimes it's the opposite. Like, you can make me want to strangle you to death. Because sometimes I'm, I'm in the mood you're in because we're the same person. I know. Whenever on the same page, we're always one of us is not happy. Well, you got to calm me down. I do that. Yeah. Yeah. Vice versa. Okay. So now it's my turn. Except when I get mad, when I get mad, you get mad at me. Yeah, because that's bullshit. <laughs> Fair. But if I'm mad, you got to calm me down. Okay. Let's see how it is. Yeah. Okay. So... Like we're talking about today, like you didn't know, Penhurst State School and Hospital. Yeah. So why don't you tell them about it? Um, in 1903, the Pennsylvania legislator authorized the creation of the Eastern State Institution for the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic. Now, that's, that really rolls off the tongue. That's a big, long they got, word. They're like, come up with the shortest name we can. And the guy's like, <laughs> oh, I got it. I Eastern got State it. Institution for the Feeble-Minded <laughs> and Epileptic. Some guy's like, perfect. Nailed it. And that is near Pottstown, Pennsylvania. A group was organized to see how many feeble-minded and epileptic people were in the state that could use this facility. They counted 1,146 feeble-minded people in uh, 260, wait, 2,627 mm. poorhouses. Yeah, in poorhouses. In poorhouses. So there's a lot of them yeah. is what that means. Yeah. And Pottstown is like kind of close to Philly. Is it? I was just about to ask that. So we could go to we could go here, and then we could go to Philly, get some cheesesteak, mm-hmm. and then go home. Because I don't know what else there is. <laughs> this isn't like a good plan. I am down. Cheesesteak's one of my favorite. That's like that's in what, my top two food like groups. Gotcha. Not this. The cheesesteaks. Yeah. But, you got to oh, give the people what they want. You should have led with cheesesteaks. I'll be like, I whatever else you want to do, I'm in. We could go past this and get the cheesesteaks first. Come back. And then go back. Maybe get some for the road. Ah, get like two cheesesteaks. Two cheesesteaks. Legislation determined the building would be in two groups, one for educational and industrial departments and one for custodial and asylum departments. They would be required to accommodate no fewer than 500 inmates, which is a weird word, or patients. Or. Or patients. Inmates or patients with rooms for additions or with room for additions. Wesley White was appointed superintendent of the facility. What a name. Wesley White. Wesley White. What's the word? Wesley. No. Mm -hmm. What's that? Will Wheaton? (laughs) The guy from Star Trek? (laughs) Stand by me? Yeah. Will Wheaton. Who says that? Will Wheaton. That's on like uh, that one show. Family Guy? No. uh, That one dumb show that's real fucking dumb. Uh, With the nerds. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, is it? Yeah, he's I on that show a lot. That show. Well, you must have. But I always liked that, and I don't know where I heard it, but it when might we... be for someone else. But I know that guy's on that show. Hmm. Well, we're all over the place. Good story, bro. Yeah, we're, we're really keeping on track <laughs> this episode. Construction started in 1903, and by 1908, the first building was constructed on 633 acres of Crab Hill in Spring City, Pennsylvania. The buildings constructed were so these are the lower campus buildings: Administration, Philadelphia Building. Quaker, Rockwell, Franklin, Noble, Union, Vincennes, Tensium, Industry, ind- I almost said that word. Industry. In- industry. Industry. Penn, Devon, Mayflower, Limerick, Assembly, Storeroom, <laughs> Laundry, 
Whitman, Wilson 1, Wilson 2, and Hershey. The upper campus buildings were Pershing, Buchanan, Abudan, Keystone, Capital, Horizon, and they were all demol- demolished except um, the Horizon and Pershing buildings in 2018. Hmm. So all those other bu- the lower campus buildings are all still standing. Yeah. And other buildings are the Powerhouse, Treatment Plant, Director's House, Greenhouse, and Dairy Farm. Dairy Farm. Dairy Farm must be a weird building. Just a farm. Just a field. <laughs> With dairies. They must have just constructed for it, like something for it to make it listed on there. But. Cha. Cha. The older buildings were built of red brick terracotta. Ooh. Not to be confused with panna cotta. Who? Panna cotta? What is that? Sounds like a food. Panna cotta? Panna cotta. About Sounds like dessert. Anaconda? Ooh, anaconda. Yeah. And gran- granite trimmings. Uh, they were all connected by fireproof tunnels with walkways on tops of the tunnels for the using of transporting residents. Oh. Not inmates this time. Residents. Hmm. They cleaned mm-hmm. it up a bit. Mm-hmm. With a parallel steam piping system and were distributed on the 1,400-acre campus in the Cottage Plan Formation. Oh. Hmm. Buildings were designed. I was going to say something funny there, but it just didn't come. I thought it was funny. Didn't happen. Keep it going. Buildings were designed to provide a large number of small rooms that had two or three beds, a few dorms with eight to ten beds, and a large day room for exercise. The facility was built to function on its own. Like you said, it had its own power plant, um, policed its own grounds, and produced its own food. So basically it was like a town. Yeah, it's an old town. Which is kind of creepy. If you what? think about it, because if the power got into the wrong hands, what are you gonna do with it? Madness could. Happen. What? If you police it, you can. I don't know. You can just do whatever you want. I don't like. I mean, it. the other the police still have authority on it. They just have like do their they? own like security. I think do is what they? that means. Do they? You don't know. I think so. <laughs> the Pennsylvania Ro- Railroad <laughs> created a Pennhurst station. Supplies were delivered by rail for decades to operate the powerhouse. The tracks. Are no longer there. They've been removed. But you can see where they were. Mm. Mm. Oh. oh, I see. Oh, oh yes. Yeah, so, the shame of Pennsylvania. On November 23rd, 1908, patient number one was admitted to the hospital. By 1912, Penhurst was already overcrowded and were under pressure to admit immigrants, orphans, and criminals. Uh, resi- Isn't that terrible? They that house us all, all in the same place. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty wild. Orphans and criminals? No. Yeah, that's... Bad it news. seems like a, they just threw everybody that they didn't know what to do with here. And, and immigrants, like, that's, yeah, that's shitty of like, me to not include them. I mean, they didn't do anything wrong, mm-mm. except for not be from America. Yeah. That's why it seems like the city just kind of was like, eh, just go. Yeah. Hmm. Residents were classified into mental health categories of imbecile or insane, into physical categories of epileptic or health, and into dental categories of good, poor, or treated health. Teeth. Treated teeth. Hmm. I don't know why that would really matter. Treated teeth? They just have bad teeth? I guess. Good or poor or treated. So maybe they're not real? I don't know. Who's, hmm. to, who's to know? Weird. Residents were assigned a job which could be mattress making, shoe making and repair, grading, farming, laundry, domestic duties, sewing, baking, butchering, which I feel like you shouldn't let criminals do, no. uh, painting and working in the store. Or orphans. Yeah, they're just like, here you go, baby. Right, here's a, here's a machete. <laughs> in 1913, the legislat- 
legislature appointed a commission for the care of feeble-minded, which stated, Every feeble-minded person is a potential criminal. The general public, although more convinced today than ever before that it is a good thing to segregate the idiot or the distinct imbecile, they have not yet has been convinced as to the proper treatment of the defective delinquent, which is brighter or and more dangerous individuals. What a quote. What a word. That's fucked. Yeah, because basically they're saying that if you have a disability, you're a criminal. Basically, it seems this is like a quote out of like fear. Like people... They just don't want to deal with them, so they want to put them away. And they don't understand it, so they're like, this person's out of their mind, so they could be a criminal. Right. They Which can I make mean, a I rational decision. I mean, yeah, but... It could be true, but It's not, not fair to group all, all those people into one. Like, right. there's very different... That's a spectrum. That's yeah. not just like a black and white thing. Yeah. Which is, yeah, that's just very, that shows you the mindset of the people that run this place. Mm -hmm. That's a very good snapshot of. It's just a dropping ground for people they don't want to deal with. Yeah. In 1916, the board stated, or started constructing cottages to house women and keep them separate from the men to prevent pregnancies. It's probably a good, it's 15 years before they did that, or no, eight years. After. Eight years after they opened, they decided yeah. to do that. So there must have been a lot. many, many pregnancies Yeah, to them to be like, maybe we should do something about this. Right. They should have thought about that way ahead of time. Yes. Okay, so we're going to talk about what happened behind the closed doors of the facility. So, unfortunately, many parents dropped off their mentally handicapped children thinking that the school would provide for them and, like give them help and teach them things and learn how to be a a member of society. And instead, a lot of the children were abandoned and became wards of the state. So that doesn't help anybody. No. Many patients spent their days and nights strapped or chained to their beds or trapped in metal cribs. Many of the children uh, craved human attention, so they would act out by trying to hurt themselves or make themselves dirty to hopefully get a bath just to to be around someone, which is so terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were feces and urine on the word floors and walls. The average age of a resident of Penhurst is 36 years old, and they'd spend an average of 21 years of their life at Penhurst. Wow. So let's talk about Bill Baldini, okay? Mm-hmm. So Bill Baldini was a news anchor and for NBC, and in 1968, he did a 5 part expose on Penhurst, and the the expose was called Suffer the Little Children. So if you Google this, it'll take you to a 50-minute video where they're all kind of just cut together of Suffer the Little Children. I watched some of it, and it is rough. rough. It's terrible that you would treat anyone, anyone, anyone like that. Um, In the documentary, it showed the patients of Penhurst with Bill narrating that these people were shipped 25 miles out of town to just forget about them and decay with neglect. It showed patients tied up in cages, um, crib cages, bugs crawling on them, rocking in the middle of a concrete floor. Um, He was trying to call out society to correct the injustices that these people were facing. In this facility, there was nine doctors and two psychiatrists and 790 staff that were responsible for 2,800 people. The capacity at Penhurst was only 1,984 residents, so they are actually over their patient threshold by 816 people. Wow. 
Um, he stated that the many zoos, this is what really got me. So there are many zoos that pay $7.15 a day for an animal to receive medical care. At Penhurst, they were only allotted $5.90, with $5.15 of that designated for administrative costs, which only leaves 75 cents a day Jesus. to care for the patients. That's awful. That is despicable. Yeah, that's criminal. Yeah, yeah they should be. Ugh. The fact that there's only two psychiatrists in a place full of people that need psych, like, Help, yeah, that, like yeah. mental help. Yeah. That's that's insane. Yep, and nine doctors. So they get fourteen hundred patients between them. Yeah, that's what kind of caseload is that? That's insane. That would never fly. That's Hopefully. not even one. If you went saw one person a year, it'd take you four years to see everybody. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's only one time, one person for one day. Out of the that's, whole that's year. That's like yeah. Holy cow! Crazy. That's awful, man. Um, Doctor Fear. While Baldini interviewed multiple members of Penhurst, he interviewed Dr. Jesse Fear. He explained how he would punish residents who acted out by offending um, offending their dignity and that sometimes the punishment wasn't always effective. He says, what we're trying to do is degrade him to a certain extent amongst his fellows here. They make fun of him then for a while afterwards, but I don't think there is anything inhumane about about it or anything, if that's the word. So He's he, a piece of shit. So he just would degrade these people and make them feel less than human. Yeah, basically just, bully them and then have the other people, the other patients bully them. And his name's Dr. Fear. Are you joking me? Yeah, that seems fake. Yeah, come on. Um, once a patient named Ernie hit another resident, which caused a big well on the back of his neck, Dr. Fear threatened Ernie and went to one of the orderlies asking for the most painful injection they had. Um, that would not cause permanent damage. He inj- then injected Ernie with a concoction, which caused Ernie to have a meltdown. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. So how are you supposed to react to that? And then you probably got beat more for that. To, to go on crazy. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. you hurt people, and then they get mad that you're hurting them, and then they act out, and then it's like... Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, that's crazy. If a patient, uh, patient, if a patient was a biter, they would, uh, they would punish him on the first offense, but the second offense, Dr. Fear would make them go to the dentist, and he would have the, all their teeth pulled out. That is fucked. Yeah. And here is a snippet from a newspaper that says the title is Suspension for Doctor After Probe. A resident physician at Penhurst State School and Hospital in Westchester has been suspended by Welfare Secretary Thomas W. Georges Jr., a department spokesman said Friday night. The spokesman said Dr. Jesse Fear was suspended without pay for 30 days using harmless but painful injections on patients at the Westchester School for retarded children. Georges took um, took the action after a person visited the school Friday. Governor Schaefer ordered an investigation of the conditions there after receiving port- reports that the patients were maltreated. A report on Penhurst is being prepared by Georges for submission to the governor this week, the spokesman added. Before ordering the investigation, Schaefer last week viewed a school on or viewed a film on the conditions and said afterwards there appeared to be a lack of personal and over personnel and overcrowding. Adur. Yeah. He also appealed to physicians to volunteer the services on a consulting basis to ex- assist the treatment at, of Penhurst patients. Well, that would be really nice if they, if people, physicians went to volunteer. Yeah. Like in this video, there was this boy, I didn't write it in the notes, but there was this boy that Baldini was talking to and he 
was he seemed to be a normal child. I don't know if he had something, but I don't know if he was just an orphan. But what they would do is he would they would take him and isolate him and they would isolate him for so long and then take him out of isolation that he would regress so far to where he could barely like remember how to speak. That's insane. So it must have been like some sort of learning disability, I would assume. But like he was talking to the boy and saying like he was asking him like, you know, how do you get to talk a lot? And he was very well spoken, Mm -hmm. but they just beat you down to that level where you lose. Yeah. Why would you want to? Yeah. It's like you'd have nothing to live for if you're just, yeah. By yourself. And it's so sad that people were willing to hurt themselves just to have a nurse come over and like, look at them because they're so neglected and ugh, just, I wonder how you even like get at, like if you're that kid who's like fine, basically you probably put in there when you're young. Well, you could have been an orphan and then just grew up and then they could have caused. Yeah. Him to have issues. Yeah. and it, But, like, how, if you don't get issues, I wonder how you even, like, get out of the facility. Because you're probably, it's probably like you're just, like, a, like a wheel in a machine. Like, you're just, like. There forever. Yeah, you're just, like, stuck there. Yeah, well, they said the average age was 36. Yeah, that's crazy. And they probably spent 21 just, years there, is what they said. Well, and you'd think even if you grew up your whole life there and then became 36, and they're like, okay, well, you're done. Yeah, you don't know what to <laughs> and do. And then you kick them to the curb. They don't have any sort of job experience, no probably money, no no family, yeah. probably. So it's just a bad, bad situation. They did not think these through. Yeah. So, in 1981, 13 years after Bill Baldini's series, Time Magazine did an article stating it's has a history of being understaffed, dirty, and violent. In 1983, nine employees were charged with slapping and beating patients, some of which were in wheelchairs. Um, they had that crime all the way to arranging for patients to assault each other. Yeah. Which is equally horrifying. Bad. It's like... There was, and this isn't the same place, but, and, you know, we talk about ghost adventures every single time, <laughs> but there was a school for school for something. I can't remember which one it was, but they interviewed one of the people that worked there and she was very like open about, Oh yeah, we beat the shit out of them pretty much. And like, that was okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, if I mean, if you're taught, that's like ingrained in you, then you probably don't realize it's, I don't know. After doing that for so many years, you're probably just like, yeah, this is what we do here. It's not like you don't even think about it twice, which is awful, but it's just the way that it was. Yep. So Okay, so we're going to talk about Halderman versus Penhurst State School and Hospital. In 1974, this is six years after Bill Baldini's expose, a class action lawsuit was filed in the U.S. District Court for the Eastern District of PA. On behalf of former and current residents of Penhurst against the institution, superintendents, and state officials, the plaintiffs represented uh, by civil rights attorney David Furliger. Furliger? Furliger. Furliger. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what it's going to be the Furler. rest of the day. Furler. So uh, they argued that the institutionalization of the residents violated their constitutional rights under the First, Eighth, Ninth, and Fourteenth Amendments. That's a lot of amendments. That is. As well as under the federal civil rights laws in the Pennsylvania Mental Health and Mental Retardation Act of 1966. They sought damages and 
equitable relief, including closing Pinterest and provision of education, training, and care in community settings, which is what it should be all along. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't ship people off to some desolate place. You should be able to provide them services in the community they live. Yeah, rehabilitation type stuff. Yeah. So Halderman reported he had suffered 30 injuries, such as cracked teeth, a fractured finger, and a broken jaw, which is... And that's another thing. Like, if you get an injury... They don't. They don't have enough doctors. No, so it's like you probably you're, if you get a broken jaw, you just prob- his jaw's probably messed up forever because yeah. it wasn't treated properly. Yeah, it probably just grew back together. Yeah, and cracked teeth. I'm sure they like died. Oh. They're just yeah. I'm sure they were not taken care of properly. It's no. that's another thing. It's yep. like, and all these people were getting hurt. Yeah. So oh, it's yeah. like it wasn't just like one or two a day. It's like they're beating each other. Yeah. They're it's, ugh, that's and awful. luckily this guy had Halderman had people in his corner. Because they got away with it for so long because mm-hmm. these people didn't have any families to, like, fight these injustices. Well, that's, what, 64 years? 54 years? Yeah. That's insane. So after a 32-day trial, Judge Raymond Broderick found that Penhurst was overcrowded, overstaffed, and lacked the programs needed for adequate rehabilitation. He found various unwarranted forms of restraints uh, were used as control measures in lieu of adequate staffing. So, no, we don't have somebody to watch this person. We're just going to tie him up. Um, including, like, I read, I don't know if I have it in this note, but also included, like, strapping people to wheelchairs who could actually walk. Jesus. Um, it included seclusion rooms, physical restraints, and psychotropic drugs. The environment was hazardous to residents both physically and psychologically to the extent that it was not only not conducive to learning new skills, but it is so poor it contributes to losing skills already learned, like we talked about with the yeah, talking. Progressing, yeah. Or like walking. Um, mm. Residents were found to have been subject to um, abuse by both other residents and staff. I'm sure it was just like a freaking fight club in there. Yeah. And it was kill or be killed, I'm sure. I don't have a death count. I don't know if while I'm talking about this, you can yeah, see. see. The plaintiff, the plaintiffs had these constitutional rights. They were that were not being met. The right to rehabilitation, the right to be free from harm, and the right to non-discriminatory habilitation. This case would be held up in litigation for ten years. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, In 1985, while another appeal was in process, the parties entered into a settlement agreement providing community living arrangements for the remaining residents of Pennhurst. Starting in 1977, Judge Raymond Broderick ruled that the conditions at Pennhurst violated patients' constitutional rights. Of the 1,156 people who lived there, there was a court order to deinstitutionalize them over the next nine years. This required them to have a treatment plan with each person and family. That's better than some of those asylums have done. Yeah, because, like, the one in New them. Jersey or whatever, it just closed, and all the people just kind of scattered. It was, like, right on and the a street. Lo- and yeah, and a lot of them just kind of stayed in the building because they didn't know any better. Yeah. So at, at least, least they tried to make it. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, assist with the transition. Yeah. Which is, yeah, I think more than most would have done, actually, which is good. Well, they've done a disservice to them for so long, that's the least they can freaking do. Yeah, true. Roland Johnson, who was a patient at Pennhurst since the age of three, wrote a memoir of his experiences. Here are some of his accounts. In 1958, he witnessed a boy being thrown out a window. Someone pushed him out the window, but the boy lived, but he broke a leg and a hip. 
Dang. And I'm sure he got awesome medical care. Yeah, I'm sure he's walking fine now. Johnson said, Penhurst smelled like a doghouse. It just smells like feces, he said. Rats crawling, roaches crawling all over, feces and pee on the floor, flies coming in the windows. Sounds like a wonderful place to live. Mm -hmm. Residents were treated and beaten by staff members. If residents told their, their parents what was going on at Penhurst, they would be punished. That's... I don't know how, like, who are the people that work here? Like, how do you... And, and the problem is, too, is that sometimes, I bet whenever they started this whole thing, they had good intentions, but then having to deal with that many, like, like with Evie, I only have one child, and sometimes, I love that kid more than life itself, but she drives me nuts. Yeah. And just to have that many people, I can see where you snap, but it doesn't make it right. They no. should have... The, but imagine just like doing that every single day. It's not like it happened once and they're like, "Oh, I'm sorry." Right. It's like these people do this every day. Yeah. They the the state failed them yeah. for sure. And then the last thing he accounted was punishments included moving to a punishment ward, being beaten with a broomstick, and forced to clean up after other residents' excrement. Yeah. And um, the name of that book is Roland Johnson's Lost in a Desert World. Yeah. So that's I'm sure. Oof. I couldn't imagine half the stuff he says in there. Mm-hmm. What a terrible life. Yeah. I feel that's awful. But hopefully, I don't know. I mean, he was three whenever he went in there. So he must have been pretty old to remember this stuff. Yeah. But I don't At know. Least I haven't almost, read the book. It's almost better to go in there whenever you're that young because you don't know any different. Right. You don't know that this yeah. is bad. Yeah. I mean, it's terrible either way, but it's, if you were like, 20 and you like knew the outside world then you went in there and like were abused every single day yeah i think it'd mentally break you way more than if that's all you knew that's true yeah so the the aftermath of penhurst closing it's changed hands many times it went from the mental institution to a veteran's home then in 2001 it went on the uh, list of Pennsylvania's most at-risk properties and renovations started since it's like a historical building. In 2010, new owner Richard Chakajayan. Yeah, that's a hot. Chak. Chakajan. Chakajan. Richard Jackie Chan. <laughs> it's got to be it. That's really what it looks like, though, honestly. Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan. Jackie John. Jackie John. <laughs> anyway, he took it over, okay? And he started renovating the property and opened Penhurst Asylum Haunted House. Many locals were disgusted with this. That's pretty, yeah. It's pretty fucked. I mean, yeah. They feel like it was disrespectful. Mm, I can see it. I can yeah, see it. Yeah, but I mean, what else? But, honestly, what else are you going to do with that building? Right. It's like, exactly. You're not going to, okay, you want to go live in there? Right. Yeah. It's like, locals, it's, it's you want to make it a, an apartment complex? Yeah. No. It's either going to be abandoned or something like that. Yeah. Like warehouses, basically, is all you can do with it. So they should be happy that at least somebody's in there that's taking care of it. It still has to stink, though. Like 50 years of, of pee and poop everywhere. Yeah. Ugh. I'm, ugh. I couldn't imagine kind of that cleanup would, job. Yeah, what kind of person would buy that place? That's crazy. Jackie Chan. Probably got it for Jackie, Richard Jackie <laughs> Chan. A man with many talents. <laughs> The owner's main goal, though, is an honorable one. They want to renovate the entire property and create a museum with a historical tour. The Hmm. haunted house makes about $1 million a year in profits. That's pretty wild. That is pretty good. 
uh, I mean, it's pretty cool. It would be one of those things that's like, it's cool because it's like... Just the atmosphere. Yeah, the atmosphere would be very cool. Yeah. So currently, the owners have a website. You can go to pinhurstasylum.com. We are not sponsored by them, even though we would love to be. It's like a little kickback. Yeah, where you can <laughs> go. They So they have overnight investigations, which I looked at, $99. Deal. Till 3 a.m. Starting they, when? I don't know. Dark. Dark time. <laughs> but then they've got, they have some equipment you can rent. Mm. Or you can bring your own. So I get to meet Richard Jackie Chan? Uh, maybe. <laughs> well. I mean, is that help I might you? make or break Does me. that help you? Like, What's up, Mr. Jackie Chan? <laughs> <laughs> we did a podcast on you. You should listen to it. It's awesome. They have he a would ph- not be happy. <laughs> no. <laughs> they have a photography tour. Hey. I don't know really what that's about, but I like it. Hmm. And then they have a daytime tour. They also had this really cool thing that I want to do. It's Penhurst Asylum Horror Campout. And basically you go in the woods and you camp. And then it's like a real life simulation of like somebody trying to kill you. Whoa. I don't know though. Like if I could movies. handle that. Because that place that I told you guys a couple podcasts ago, Rachel and I went to that place in Indiana, that uh, campsite for the Jaws showing in the water. Well, they have Friday the 13th also. And it's like an interactive show. It would be okay if I knew like during these two hours, but not like all night. Yeah. I want to go to that. We should go to that. We should go that to that. That sounds awesome. We should. I can't. If I punch somebody in the face, it's not on me. That's on you. You know? That's not on me. <laughs> Shouldn't have been there. You know? <laughs> Shouldn't have scared me. Um, anyway, but I think all that's canceled because of COVID. But it looked yeah. really cool. Well, in the future, it'll be cool. Yeah, like you solve muzzle, muzzles. Muzzles, wow. Also puzzles <laughs> and, you know, all that. Huh. So interesting. Yeah. Well, at least they're doing, at least they're not just a band. I mean, it's, I mean, it is it's kind of like disrespectful a little, Well, you got to think, okay, so this place is pulling in one million doll hairs. Yeah, and if they're planning on restoring it, I mean, yeah, yeah you how know, is she going to make money? Exactly. How so many, I mean, there's many buildings. Need some ROI here. Yeah. Return on investment. Good enough. And then they on. could just keep one. For the haunted house, and then mm. still be respectful in all the other buildings. Yeah, because there's a shit ton of buildings. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Um. So with that being said, there is some paranormal activity going mm. on on these grounds. Yeah. The Mayflower Building is rumored to be the building with the most paranormal activity. Um. Going there for show. For show. Melissa June Daniels was a former tour guide and photographer at Penhurst, and she claims that a large male guest, about six three was disturbed by his experience on the third floor of the Mayflower building. He claimed that he felt pressure on his neck and saw a ghost lunging at him in an attempt to strangle him. I can say, for one hundred, that's never happened to me. Hmm? Oh, for 100%? Yeah, ghost has <laughs> never tried. Not me. Never tried to strangle me. Nobody's strangling me. Daniels claims the man held her hand in order to pass the room uh, to exit the building. He was that scared. So he was a little bitch. I'll tell you, six point. Six point three. Six point three feet tall. <laughs> Six foot three. Tall people don't mean shit. That's how tall I am. Exactly. You saying I don't mean shit? Just saying. That's fucked up. You scared? I ain't scared of nothing. Except oh. For, except for ghosts. Oh yeah. And, and the dark. <laughs> yeah, and robbers and serial killers. Who's afraid of that? Yeah, freaking nerds. A young hunched-over girl with long black hair and dangly arms has been reported. That's pretty that, fucking scary. That's like the ring. That would get me, yeah. Came out of a TV. It was weird. Yeah. Uh, there have also been reports of shoving and scratching. According to a medium, there's a demonic force within the building. So that's always good. 
Yeah. There have been three separate reports of a nurse wearing an old-fashioned uniform. I'm sure there was lots of nurses there, to be honest. Not really. There's only like 14, I think, remember? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Voices voices have been heard echoing loudly out of the Philadelphia building, even though no one is inside. Not good. On January 2nd, 1937, 15-year-old Eugene Statler died of a brain hemorrhage and shock. Statler was being questioned by 24-year-old William McGraw, an attendant at Penhurst, for allegedly stealing 95 cents. Four other male residents claim McGraw told Statler to put boxing gloves on for his punishment. Statler received several blows to the head against a wall by McGraw. Oh, man. So he basically just murdered this guy. So then what? Over 95 cents. McGraw claims he was interrogating Statler when he received a phone call. Upon his report, return, he found Statler unresponsive. Hmm. McGraw was held on charges for manslaughter, as you should be. Yeah. Statler had been at Penhurst for six years at the time of his death. On May 10th, 1978, Richard Greist, an aide at Penhurst, stabbed and mutilated his pregnant wife. Damn. His wife and unborn baby both died. Greist also slashed his six-year-old daughter, Beth Ann Geist, and his 71-year-old grandmother, Anna Gresco. Both survived. Um, Gress reportedly ran from his home, but was taken into custody by Chester County Police. He was placed under observation at Chester County Hospital, and Grice had worked at Penhurst for eight years. And then just all of a sudden, just went that's crazy. creepy. That is creepy. So those are some like bad it. things that have happened on the grounds. And then, yeah, we have some pictures here that I can post on our Instagram, just showing the facilities and... What they look like How now. How creepy they are now, yeah. Yeah. Correct. They almost look like, um, I don't know, like like, like England. Like they should be in like England. No. Yeah. Nah. I'm right. It's like a dorm room at college. No, but like English. Do English buildings look different than American buildings? Yeah. Don't you know about architecture? I mean, I know about Gothic liter- literature. <laughs> <laughs> And architecture. Well, those are different things. So, <laughs> all right. So, here are some of our sources. Uh, Preserve Penhurst. Penhurst. What? <laughs> what is it? Words are tough, man. PreservePenhurst.org, DisabilityJustice.org, TravelChannel.com, PenhurstAsylum.com, WeirdNewJersey.com, uh, Ripley's.com, BuzzFeed.com, PenhurstProject.com, and the book again we referenced is um, Lost in a Desert World by Ronald Johnson. Yeah, the preserve print, penthurst.org. It's got some information from the book. And it's kind of like the survivors of Penhurst right on there. And it's very cool. Hmm. So if you're interested in more survivor type stories, go to preservepenhurst.org. Yeah, and, that's interesting. And ch- 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 check it out. <laughs> I'm not a beatboxer. That was a beatbox? Yeah, didn't you hear it? Are you sure? Ch- no. You just cha cha cha. I thought you were stuttering. <laughs> Man, you offend me. Those are similar. <laughs> All right, you got anything else? I don't know. What do you got to say? Seems like this is a real fucked up place. I really want to go there. Has anybody visited Penhurst? Yeah, if you've been there or have pictures of it that you've yeah. taken, send them. To send me. them to us. And then I need, I need to know when we're going. Well, hopefully. What if we got a group together? After ooh, we could have like a. Uh, so everybody can see you running around like a little biatch. Mystery meetup. Oh. Oh. That just came out of your nog. Damn. 
That's good. That I like good. it. Shit. Would anybody be interested in a meetup? That'd be fun. We go to like different places around America. I mean, I feel like we should start in Dayton. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we're not very like we don't have a lot of money. Nope. Like but we got a lot of heart. We do. <laughs> And we're going to fake it till we make it. But yeah, if you guys would be interested in, like, around, like, Halloween going somewhere, like... Ooh, even, like, a haunted house. Like, legit, like, a haunted house. Yeah, I was wanting to go to, um... What's that called? It's in Lexington, the big tuberculosis hospital. Shoot. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, Waverly Hills? Yes. Yeah. That's not too far of a drive. No, I'd make it... We could do that. Yeah. So that'd be... If anybody's... We'd be down to, like, meet up and just, like, hang out with us and look at some spook shit. Yeah, I'm so down. That'd be awesome. Yeah, it's like in October, we could have them like <gasps> multiple. Oh my God, we could do a group thing. Yeah. Oh, tell me somebody's interested. Okay, please. <laughs> All it takes is one of yous. Yeah. You want to use guys. Get the ball rolling here. And we could do it. That'd be super fun. We can make like. Because if there's more than just me and you, it's a group. True. So just one more. Just one. Oh, we need one. And we can make, like, shirts for, like, the night. Says like have you, there can be only one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be sweet, though. We can make, like, shirts that have, like, the logo and then have, like, where we're at and, like, the night, like, the date. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Yeah. Mm. Get Let's get pumped about this. Yeah. Let's do it. Get on the, the hype train here. Yeah. Yeah. All for it. Okay, so how do we set up reservations? We yeah. need to count. We can need people interested first. I know. So people get interested because I'm <laughs> pumped about this. Okay. Well, that's all I have is I'm just really freaking excited. So don't let me down. Yeah. People. I'm ready. Yeah. Let us know where you'd want to go. We'll make a post about it. Let's do Waverly Hills. Yeah. Well, like then we could like just start a conversation so we can get like, like people if talking. If you could go one place yeah. with Mystery History Podcast, yeah. where would you go? Yeah. And then... Yeah. We could go multiple places. Good. Because, like, I went to, what's it called, Ohio State Reformatory, and mm-hmm. it wasn't during Halloween. They just have tours there. Yeah. That's another one we could go to. You know, it would be cool if we got, like, big enough to where we could, like, do, like, walkthroughs with people. Yeah. And then, like, do, like, or before, like, do, like, a live show. Yeah. And then, like, um, afterwards, like, go walk through the place. Or, like, ooh, walk through know. it first and then do I'm a live not- one afterwards. I'm not good with people looking at me. But we wouldn't, like, have stuff. We'd just be talking. Oh, okay. Because we would just talk about the experience. And you then know, we could, like, question and answer. What about Bobby Mackey's? Yeah, that's Ooh. not far either. So that'd be fun. That's like, the in the future. The hell. If you guys would be interested in that. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. That'd be. Just, just let's even, be, like. Let's just be friends. Yeah. Let's let's converse. Yeah. Like, at a place that's haunted. Get some mystery meetups going. I like it. I do, too. Okay. Just, Ideas are flowing here. We just we just figured it out. Fifty minutes. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I have. Me too. Yeah. All right. Let us know if you're interested. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Cool. We will hit you back on Monday next Monday. Yes. Okay. Toodaloo, kangaroos. Fuck horses. Have Fuck a good horses. Week. Bye. Bye.